Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom of the Hard Kid. I have had a little bit of a break because I have been sick and a little bit of voicelessness and constant yuckiness, but when I was sick, I sort of filled my brain with a bunch of YouTube, TikTok videos, Facebook, social media, because, you know, when you don't feel good and you're just scrolling, and I came across a video and it really, really bothered me. But instead of having a gigantic argument all over the internet, I decided to rant my feelings on this podcast. So what it was, it was it was a, a mom, and she was a pretty young mom, and she was talking about how what, the reason why kids who are gentle parented throw tantrums is because they're not fear parented. And I just got so mad because the truth is, even though I'm on here and I'm parenting and I'm discussing parenting, there are some parents out there who are terrible parents. I acknowledge. I absolutely hate. I might be a hypocrite. I know I might fall into this category, but I still hate when the parents out there judge the way that you parent. I mean, if you're being a horrible parent, absolutely judge away. Like that's, that's fine. But for the majority of parents, we're all just trying to do our best. And when you, me, when I am coming from a place where I am raising somebody who is incredibly difficult by all industry standards, and, and I went, I've been judged because the way I have to approach my parenting with this particular child is kind of intense and it's not fun for anybody for quite a while. But I hate when it gets in that conflict of, you know, I'm parenting correctly and you're parenting wrong. I'm parenting correctly, everyone, and you're parenting wrong. So when you take my information and my advice or anything that I give you, I want you to know that I know that my children are not your children. And I am not you. And given our vastly different circumstances in life, simply because we are individuals with individual experiences, I, I mean, it, your family comes together in unique ways. There's nobody that has the same family as one another. You know, you can say, oh, I have a sister and my sister grew up in the same family, had the same parents, had the same siblings. But she didn't because she had me as a sister and I had her as a sister. She didn't have her as a sister and I didn't have me as a sister. So it's a totally different setup, even though so many of the aspects are the same. And so you've got to know as a parent who is going to be harshly judged in this day of social media. I remember growing up many, many, many years ago and people, of course, had things to say lots and lots of things to say about the way someone parented somebody. But it wasn't as ridiculous as it is today. They make, you know, all these memes about how, you know, everyone grabs their popcorn when it's time to look at the parenting comments because it's it's gotten insane. It's gotten crazy. But I want to put it in a little bit of perspective. You have to parent the kids you have. I know it's it's astronomical. (laughs) 
It shouldn't be that big of a thing. And yet so many people are like, what? I don't, I, so me and my experiences are going to match my children. And you know what? Your children are going to be totally different. And I, and I do this podcast because I'm really hoping that the things I've gone through, um, I can, I can share some of the things that I've learned and they can be beneficial to people, but I don't have your kid. I can't parent your kid any more than you can parent my kid. And, and that's not what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to parent our own kid in the way that we think is best. And while there are definitely some lines that shouldn't be crossed, I am just so tired of the moms out there saying, I absolutely know what's best. And you're absolutely doing it wrong. I was listening to this other video to where this lady is talking about her divorce. Um, but she was like, oh, and I was the better spouse because I wanted to feed my kids good food and I wanted to um, have them have good structure and I wanted this. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> I get it. Your marriage didn't work and I'm really sorry about that. But the fact is there have been so many studies done that have said the dynamic between uh, one and another parent and how they respond differently to the children is very beneficial to the children. So if you have one parent who's incredibly structured, having another one that's not is very beneficial to your children. Not only is, you know, it going to teach them balance and understanding and figuring things out on their own, but, but to have a homogenous environment you know, you, I think, I think even just kind of being like, oh, homogenous, like you can understand why that might not be the best thing. Kids have to be able to learn a skill sets of figuring out how much of this do I want in my life? How much of that do I need in my life? You know, even, even when you're little. So there are some kids who really thrive with a ton of structure and schedules and other kids who really thrive when it's more you know, free reign and open season, like they can do whatever they want. And so to have people be like, Oh, well, you know what works, you know, it's okay when you say you know what works for us. But when you do it in the tone, and you know, the tone, I might even use the tone sometimes. I'd apologize. I don't expect perfection from people, but I am going to be annoyed today. <laughs> so one of the reasons, in addition, where it bothers me so is people are not perfect, right? Your kids aren't perfect. People aren't perfect. There are different times in your life when you're like, I have all myself together. And other times when you're like, I do not have any of myself together. And you're just, you know, running around with, like a chicken with your head cut off and you're just trying to survive. And that's, that's okay. But, but, but I, I think that sometimes these mothers and I, I'm gonna like go straight after young mothers. And I'm doing this because this does tend to be where it happens. But also because I have been this mother, I have been the one that's like, everyone, I did it the right way. I might be doing it right now when I'm telling you all this stuff I do with my hard kid. You have to know, my kid might be completely different than your kid. And I'm just some random stranger on the internet. You know, there's a lot that you need to appreciate about yourself 
of being who you are in your experiences and really validating that for yourself. Because this lady over here, she has no idea what's going on inside your four walls. Because when I had my first kid, we moved when she was, I think it was like the week she turned two years old. And I remember being like, I'm going to potty train her <laughs> um, after we've been here for a month. And oh God, I would I would have this talk with myself right now, back when I was younger. So after we'd lived there for a month in this new home, I potty train her. And you know what? I did it in an, a weekend. I know I'm amazing. And even through the nights, there was one accident and then no more accidents. Because you know who's amazing? I'm amazing. <laughs> Until I had my second kid. And then I realized I wasn't amazing. My kid was amazing. She didn't have any structural issues. She didn't have any like other issues that go along with it. Like, I mean, here I am on my second kid and it's like, oh my gosh, it's been six months. It's been eight months. It's been nine months. It's been a year. Like what? Whoops. I thought this was going to be an easier process. Does does the world not know that I'm amazing at this? Because <laughs> remember how amazing I am? You know, I did all the same things, but I had different kids. One kid had all of the structural things that she needed and everything worked out fine and she was ready and and alarm systems in her brain went out at the right times. And then the next kid was like, why in the world are you trying to potty train me at two? <laughs> why are you doing that? But I had really thought that I was like, the end all know all at how to potty train a kid. And they're about a year and a half apart. So for a year and a half, I'm like, oh, sh brush my shoulder. Like I'm amazing. And, and I, you know, that could even be the way that I approach having a child with reactive attachment disorder. I did stuff and this stuff has been working, but I might be surprised how much of it is her and not how much of it is me. I'm still going to share it because I still think if there's something in there that's helpful for you, then that's better than not having anything. Because I felt like when I started out, I had nothing. I felt like when I was in the thick of it, I had nothing. I felt like I worked so hard to compensate for the fact that there's nothing. There are people, you know, out there now where every once in a while something pops up, but but there wasn't anything and I needed something. So I'm still going to keep going and talk to you about it. But as you know, each child has to be parented differently. I have four kids. Each one of those children has different ways that they learn, different ways that they express their feelings, different ways that they process. Like everything about these children, even though it's the same mom raising them, is different. And I have to be able to adjust to each of those children. So it's our it's our job as parents to figure out each individual child's needs. And while it would be super amazing to have well-behaved kids that never, ever, 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 ever had big feelings, the truth is calm people tend more often than not to have calmer kids. ADHD people more often than not tend to have ADHD kids. Emotional people 
tend to have emotional kids because there's a whole heck of a lot of genetics and wiring that goes on there. So sure, I think environment has a has a role to play. Absolutely, I think environment has a role to play. But also know that you might not have gotten that other kid. And I'm I'm saying it mostly to the people who aren't here because the and I should probably say it to the parents who are they didn't get your kid. Your kid's hard. You're probably here listening to the mom of the hard kid because your kid is hard. Now, I remember talking to a dear friend of mine who had several children and she was telling me some of the hard things her kids do. And I remember being like, oh, and and this is in my head. This is the hard stuff. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, because to me, the stuff that she's explaining to me, and I will give a caveat, I do not know, you know, what her words actually mean. I wasn't there. But I was thinking, I I would kill for this. I would love to have this be my hard stuff. But to her, it was hard. And I had to really like shift to be kind, like I hope people will be with me. But also know that she didn't get the same set of kids that I did. And the lady down the street or the old lady who hasn't parented her kids for like 30 years, they've been moved out of the house. They either don't remember how hard it was, or they didn't have the same kind of hard kids. And they don't get it. And they offer advice. And we all offer advice. And, and sometimes it's well intended. And other times it's just rude. And when it's just rude, you have to sit back and you have to say to yourself, why am I going to validate the feelings for me from a lady or man who has no freaking clue what it's like to raise a child like this? I look at my own kids. I have four, four children, three biological, one adopted. And of my three biological kids, actually of all four of my kids, I have one that is like calm, doesn't get intense. When he gets intense, it probably lasts about two minutes. And then he's kind of reasonable. (laughs) So it's like, you know, my other kids get really mad because I rarely have to scold him for anything. I rarely have to do any of that stuff because he usually is like, okay, And I'm like, hey, kid, you need to do your chores. Okay. You know, (laughs) the others are like, no, I don't want to do my chores. No. Or just like run off and go hide somewhere and have to get like, you know, scooped out of the closet because they've been running away from their chores. And this one doesn't. He's just super pleasant, which probably is from his dad's side. I, I think I'm a more of an emotional roller coaster, but he's just easier. I still like the kids that I have that are difficult, but he's just kind of goes with the flow. And so I have to have different techniques that I put with one child as I do with this other child. Because I have one child that I know if I tell that child that I need them to, let's say, do the dishes, I know it's not going to get done. I know I'm going to have to go scoop that child out of the room because they're reading a book. I know it. I mean, I don't dislike any of my children, though, even though they have a few quirks here and there. But 
I have to parent them differently. So the one that I can say, hey, I need you to do the dishes. And they're like, okay, (laughs) as opposed to the one where it's going to take me four hours of, hey, remember, you're supposed to be doing the dishes. Hey, I'm going to end up having to take away screens if you don't do the dishes. Hey, 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 hey. You know, they're just different kids. You have to parent them different. They're each different kids. They all have the same mom. We all live in the same environment. And when you have a hard kid, you know, the parents of kids that are easier tend to dismiss you or tell you your parenting is bad and you should try to do what they do. And, you know, I think it's fine. Let them give their suggestions. You never know when a good idea is going to pop up. Don't let it get you down. You know, they're parenting at level 101 and you're parenting at level 505. Though I almost said 504. Because <laughs> for those of you in the United States um, that aren't in the United States, that's the name of uh, one of the plans for special education in the United States. So you're parenting 504. I should say that. But you don't need to convince them. That's going to be a waste of time. But you also don't need to worry too much that they don't understand how to parent. If you were in a math class and they were teaching addition, and this is a little bit belittling to all other parents in their situations, because I do believe that, uh, you know, every situation can be difficult depending on whatever else is going on in your life. So I don't mean to diminish this, um, but I am trying to really focus on on the little attacks that happen to moms with hard kids or parents with hard kids. But if you're in a class and you're learning your addition and you're like, okay, you know, I, I get it. It, oh no, this for some reason is difficult for me. You move up to multiplication. You're like, oh, this is, this is a little bit more difficult for me. And then you move up to, you know, nuclear physics. and You're like, oh wait, Uh, like you don't really know how much you don't know until you're in the middle of it. And I love it because even in my situation where I feel like I've dealt with a lot of really difficult things, I have a friend who has a kid who is really difficult. And I am like, I want to give her the advice that I give myself. I want to be able to help her fix her situation. But I do have to honor the fact that her situation is completely different than mine. I want to be like, hey, this worked for us. So I know everything. And I potty trained my kid in three days. (laughs) Because the truth is, if I had her kid, maybe none of the stuff I tried would have worked. Maybe this kid's brain isn't going to be as receptive as my child's brain was. And vice versa. Maybe she is making headway with her particular child that would never have worked for mine. And you just don't know. And so when we spend so much of our time being like, you're doing that wrong and and you're doing that wrong or taking in when people say, hey, you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. It's really hard. It's I mean, it's too much weight. You don't need to carry that. I do want to caution for, you know, the some parents out there that it really can cross a line sometimes. You can hit a point where you're so angry at your child that you do start saying things that aren't nice and that you do start reacting in ways that aren't 
aren't kind and they're they're not helpful and they're not good and they're really more about venting out your own stress than they are about raising your kid. And I'm going to tell you, I have no expectations that you are a perfect person, but I do want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to tell yourself, you know, look back at your time, look back at your day, your week, your month and say, am I okay? Because there are those few parents and you don't want to become one of the few parents. But to wrap it back over to the original point, we are all not given each other's children. We're not given the same children as each other. We're just given our own children. And for those of us where our child is biological, there are genetics at play that go throughout generations. It's not just you. It's not just your spouse. It is generations of things that can come up. Plus, there are malformations and things that can come up. But if for those of you who have adopted your child, like is my case, I don't even know what kind of grab bag of stuff was was in the genetic line for my child. I don't even know. So sometimes when I can approach other things from like, oh, I felt this, oh, I see this in my husband. You you can't always do that when you have an adopted child. But there are so many possibilities at play just because of genetics. And then also circumstantial wiring is is possible. But what I want you to do, and here's my piece of advice. Again, I'm a random lady from the internet. Take my advice as you will. (laughs) But this isn't terrible advice. Aim for the positive things. If you're looking to connect to people and you are venting and they are, you know, scolding you for the way that you are, you know, I, one of the things that I imagine, I've never done this and I don't want to do it, but this is what I imagine would be a good idea is when I'm at the grocery store and someone's scolding me because one of my kids is crying and they're like, oh, you know, you should be doing this to just be like, I just love that you care enough about my child to think that I am not doing it well. Like, you know, to be able to maybe flip it into a positive place, look for the tiny nuggets of joy Look for the tiny things that connect you with the other people around you because they're going to, they're not, they don't know you guys and they don't know they don't know. They're me potty training their first kid. They think they've got it down. They don't even know how stupid they are. (laughs) I didn't even know how stupid I was. But when you can find those little pieces where you really can connect then then it's great. And you don't have to take it personally. And you can say, you know what, I really appreciate that you put so much time and effort into your kid, that'll be really great for your kid. You know, and, and we don't have to take it to a place where we're fighting. Because you guys, if you have a difficult child who is difficult in stubbornness and opposition and tantrums and rages and anger, You don't need more from the lady that has no idea what she's talking about. You need that place where you're like, okay, (laughs) like, I appreciate that you at least value the fact that you're a parent, because sometimes that's not there. So there, there's my little fleck of gold in the gold pan. And I just see this tiny little piece of goodness that we share between each other. And you know what? 
we can really find happiness, even with the crazy people who are scolding us because they have no clue. Just like you wouldn't be offended if a kindergarten teacher, I mean, not teacher, (laughs) not teacher, if a kindergarten student came up to you in your physics class and said, you're doing your math wrong and you should do it like this. And then they just tell you a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with anything and that you've either tried a thousand times before, you know. You just have to look at that person and be like, hey, thanks for thanks for, you know, caring enough about my kid to try. But, you know, know in your head, they have no idea what they're talking about. And give yourself a little grace for the fact that sometimes you're in a situation where truly not many people know. And you're learning and you're taking it every little step and you are improving and you should be proud of yourself for that. Not a lot of people are rocket scientists. Not a lot of people are physicists because kindergarten math is a lot easier. And I don't think any child out there is actually kindergarten math. I, but I do think that there are a lot of kids who are far more manageable than some other kids. So if we do our best and we try to keep our ducks in a row and we try to provide an environment that really is caring and really is, you know, all the proper structures, then we really might find some good for us and for our children. I wish you all the best. I, and I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye.